Hey, this is Dr. Evans Kariuki. Welcome to Firebrand Nation. Your life will never be the same as you go through these teachings. These are teachings for soul winners. Here at Firebrand Nation, we believe that we are called to reach one soul every second. This podcast is designed for soul winners who hunger and thirst to see the lost come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. The month of September is very special. It's a very special month. And I want, under the leading of the Holy Spirit, for us to really connect with what God is doing, to really connect with the season and what God is doing. Because the month of September is special physically and also spiritually. And that's what I want us to cover today on why September is very special to you as a believer. And when I say the month of September, um, we'll see here shortly the importance in the Jewish calendar and how the days of the Lord connect with us. So the month of September, I want us to write this word down, is a time of the festival, festivals. It's considered a festival time. The word festival in uh, the English Bible means a time of rejoicing. It's a time of much joy, much excitement, much rejoicing. In Hebrew, the word festival is the word chagag, C-H-A-G-A-G. Now I will preface this. The word sagag means to dance or to move in circles, uh, to dance a sacred dance in circle, to come together for the purpose of dancing. That's Exodus chapter five, verse one. And dances done in public assembly. Psalms 42, verse five public assembly dances. In Greek, it's the word heorot, H-E-O-R-T-E. It means festival days. It means party of the ages. It means to dance without end. It also means times of assembly. It also means, according to Isaiah 33, verse 20, solemnities, solemnities, or solemn assemblies. Solemn assemblies. The feast days or the celebration days are always times where the Lord has set an appointment for his people to come and celebrate. It is a scheduled, write, write this point down, it's a scheduled appointment. It's scheduled. The saints or believers or Christians are not to miss the scheduled appointments we have been called to attend them. The Bible shows many examples of people who have missed 
and people who have attended the assemblies. The word anakazo says the man prepared a feast and invited some. Some came, some did not come. The parable of the wedding. The Bible says that five of them were wise and they were in the party. Five were foolish and they missed it. The theme of scripture is always about partying. And the coming together of the whole world, the end times, is about the party of the ages, the great feast where we will show up. Are you with me so far? So God has set aside times for the feast and we are to show up for these feasts. These are not optional, they are commanded, commanded. Remember, how do we show Jesus we love him? The Bible says, you love me when you do what I have commanded you to do. It's commanded. The feasts in scripture are broken into three categories. Write these scriptures down. Exodus 23, 14. Exodus 23, 17. Exodus 34, 23. Deuteronomy 16, 16 to 17. And Leviticus 23 gives the breakdown of these feasts. Believers are called to assemble three times a year, three times a year, and to keep these appointments. The first time is the feast of Passover. Passover. Number two, the feast of Pentecost. Number three, the Feast of Tabernacles. Passover, when the Lord delivered the children out of the angel of death in Egypt and got them out of Egypt. Feast of Pentecost, 50 days after Passover, and Tabernacles. In the month of September and October, we are in Tabernacles. These three categories, church, are actually major categories and underneath each of them are different feast days. There's a party that the devil used to put together that's called, I, I, even, I even hate to use this example, but it's, the, it's ideal. It's called Woodstock. How many of you have heard of Woodstock? Woodstock was when people would go out to the woods and this, this big field and they would have like 10, 20 days of just wild partying. And each day would have a different theme. Each day would have a different theme. But they would go there and they would stay there. That This is actually what started the hippie movement, hippie time and hippie movement. Woodstock, they just go out to the bush and just party. That is the same that God is telling his people. I want you to come and party with me. I want you to come and be, forget everything, forget all the things and come and party with me. How many of you are, are ready to party with God? 
How many of you know nobody throws a party like Jehovah? There is no DJ who, who can mix on the twos and threes than, uh, than the Lord our God. It's a party of the ages. It's a party of, I'm telling you, you've, you've been to many parties in your life, but this one, whoo, it's about to be one party of the ages. So the, the, the natural, the natural prophesies the spiritual. When it comes to the feasts, the natural prophesies the spiritual. Feasts are manifested in the natural, but have spiritual implication. You know, uh, I, I often say that the natural prophesies the spiritual. Where do I get that scripture from? First Corinthians 15, 46. And also the Bible also says, doesn't nature, doesn't nature, doesn't nature reveal the spiritual things? That's a different scripture. But first Corinthians 15, 46 says, first natural, then the spiritual. So when you are in the natural showing up for 21 days, there's something happening in the spiritual. Are we together? So the, the, three, the three feasts are important because they also represent the Godhead. Now let's talk, about, let's talk about why they are appointed and why they are mandatory, why you must show up. Why an appointment and why must I be there? Why must I show up? For you to understand the, the, why God would say we must show up, we must understand the name Jehovah Sabbath. Jehovah Sabbath. Jehovah Sabbath is a Lord of hosts. Is a Lord of hosts. The idea, the idea or the concept of hosting has always been a biblical concept. God loves hosting. He hosts worship in heaven without end. He hosts parties for the children of Israel. He hosts parties. Even as we said in the book of Revelation, the return of Jesus Christ is for the great wedding feast. So hosting, God is a master host. That's why we call him Jehovah Sabbath. He hosts. Are you understanding? There, there are people who love to host parties. And I'm here to let you know your God loves to host parties. He is Jehovah Sabbath. So why are we assembling? Because he's Jehovah Sabbath. Next reason why we assemble and why it's important to show up. Because God does a spiritual, emotional, and physical audit of ourselves. The truth is, most of us through the year have gone through a lot of things. And if you were to be honest, how many of you can say you've had time to stop and reflect? Nope. Nope. You don't get that much time. How many of you have had time where you just sit before God and express your emotions, not your spiritual, uh, not pastor is saying, pray this scripture, pray that scripture. All those are good, but where you're just like, let me just cry and talk to daddy. Let me just, let me just be with God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everything we do is good. Please don't negate everything we do. Everything we do is good. But how many of you know, there comes a time when it's, 
man, pastor, can we just have no, no program, no system? I just want to be in the presence of the Lord. How many of you just want a good party? Like a, just a good, let me just get a good throwdown party. Yes. It's because we've gone through so much and our body, our mind, our spirit, our emotions have gone through a very tough season. And the reason why it's been tough is because it's the time to plant. Please keep writing these notes. You've gone through planting season. You've gone through uprooting season. You've gone through harvest season. So there's a time when you just sit down and I just want to talk to my daddy. You know, I have, I have, uh, I have a lot of spiritual children. And once in a while, when, when they've gotten to a tough place, one of my daughters called me the other day and said, can we just talk? I don't, I don't want scripture. I just want to spend time with my pastor. I just, I just want us to just talk. And I said, sure. And we just talked, like talked about everything, talked about lunch, talked about everything, everything, everything. And those are the most fulfilling moments for me, you know. Those are the most fulfilling moments for me. Now, um, I know in, in America, we, we are very respectable for, what do we call it? People's space, people's space. But there comes a time when you put away space and we just want to hang out and talk. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Are you understanding? So these feasts are times where God says, come on, let's just, let's just, let me find out where you're at. Let me see where you're at. So please put a star and write this down. September is going to be very emotional. And it's not emotional because you're sad or emotional because of what's going on. It's because God has appointed a time for us to just come and be with him. Just enjoy him. Talk to tell him what made you happy. Tell him, Lord, you know, when you threw, when this and this happened, when you threw me that, 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 that curveball in my life, that, that was something, man. That was, Lord, that was something. That, that, that job that shifted, that relationship that shifted. Like, I know, I know your purpose was in it, but I wish, I, I, you know, that, that, that was something. Lord, that, that, that time my health was attacked. I, you know, I, I stand by faith and I was a person of faith, but Lord, that was something. How many of you have a uh, that was something story to talk to God about? How many of you have had that was something? That was something story. Yeah. So in the times of the feast is when we do these things. The times of the feast also are times we see other characters of God. The, the, the emotional attached characters of God. Because when you go for a feast, he's not sitting on his judgment throne. He's sitting on his mercy seat. This is very important. Please make sure you're writing this down because when we start teaching, there is no feast where you see God just sitting on the judgment. When God created the tabernacle, the tabernacle of Moses, the tabernacle of David, the tabernacle. He did not put the judgment seat in the tabernacle. He put the mercy. 
seat. So this is not a time of judgment. This is not a time of you did this, you did that. This is a time where you come as you are. This And this is the theme throughout scripture. Anakazo, Anakazo, the Bible says, go get the, the cripple, go get the one who doesn't smell, bring them all that my house may be full. So there is no judgment at this time. It's not about what you've done. It's about what God has done. It's a feast. It's a feast. And I truly believe this is a time of many Christians to even come back to the church, come back to the house of God. Believers who have fallen away, believers who, who have put away some, some assembling of, of the saints, believers who are not involved in church, believers who used to be on fire. It's not time to judge why you left, when you left, how you left. It's time for us to just assemble and have a party. How many of you have ever seen a family reunion where you all just come? Let's party. I know uncle so-and-so has been, been, been silent for a while, but no problem. Come on, let's have a party. How many of you are saying, let's just have a party. Come on back home. Let's have a party of the ages. Amazing, 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 amazing. The other reason why it's an assembly is God has made a covenant, a covenant with us, a covenant with us. Yes, Life City Reunion. God has made a covenant with us. And this covenant is the party. Also, in accordance with the covenant, the covenant is God will not cause you to God will not work you so hard without replenishing you, restoring, rebuilding, restoring, replenishing, rebuilding. That's not the God we serve. We serve a God who replenishes, restores, rebuilds. And without, so this, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, we are going to talk emotional things. I'm telling you, we'll talk. Brother Alonso, are you ready to be emotional? We talk emotional things. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk matters of the heart. Get ready for a phone call from Pastor saying, Hey, how are you doing? Let's are you doing okay? Let's just how are things? Yeah, let's 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 just hang out. No, no, no. It's not, it's not John 1 1. It's not take it, receive it. No, no, no. Let's just hang out. Yeah, that's the season we are in it's a season we are in it's an amazing time amazing amazing time hallelujah to the lamb of god it is also a time where each person has a significance let me explain the males the men have a significant role the bible says that all men must keep the feast Deuteronomy 16, 16, Exodus 23, 17, Exodus 34, 23. So there is a place for men. Men have a role. Men have a role. There is a place for women. There is a place for children. It is, it is everyone coming as they are for this family party. And everyone has something to do. Amen. Next, it's a time of giving. 
No one is to appear before the Lord empty-handed. Deuteronomy 16, 16 to 17. This is, uh, you know, in the world we used to say, uh, bring your own, you, you, you finish that statement yourself. You, 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 you don't come to the party without something in your hand. What is it? Bring you, BYB. Is that, the, is that what it is? BYOB. BYOB. Bring your own blunt. No, sorry. Bring no, your own. <laughs> hey, whatever your party used to be, Whatever your party used to be, you used to, it was, you bring your share to the party. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Whatever your B was, bring your share to the party. You have something to bring to the party. It is not the parties of this world, you bring something. When you visit somebody, you bring a gift. When you go to someone's house, you bring a gift. The gift is an appreciation for being invited. Like, hey, uh, I came and I came to give. However, in the kingdom of God, when you appear before the Lord in his feasts, you're appearing to say, thank you. Oh, okay. for God, you have been oh, you gonna... blessing to me. You've given me this XYZ harvest. And I am appearing to say thank you. How many of you know when you have, when you are the, the, the uncle who ain't got much, you have nothing. Sometimes you don't want to go to the party. It's like everyone shows up in their nice cars. Everyone shows up in their, this. I don't want, I don't want to be the one to go to the, to the party and everything I keep, every time I just keep bringing new kids, new baby daddy, new, the, just, just, it's like, you know, I'm the one who always is without. It's the, the, in the kingdom, you go to say, Lord, when I look back at my year, when I look back at my year, truly, God, you've been good to me. How many of you can genuinely say, God, you have been good? Like, God, you've been good. I, I look back, I see the hand of God in every area of my life. When I look back, I see that God has been good. Can we take a moment right here and celebrate the Lord and thank him for his goodness. Thank him for what he has done. Thank him for what he has brought us through. Thank you for what the Lord has been in our lives. God, you have been good to us. God, you've, when we look back at this year, there are many who their things have not turned out well. But for us, we can say, you have been our Ebenezer. Lift up your hands and tell the Lord, you've been good, my daddy. You've been good. I'm coming to the party. And when I come, I'm coming home with a gift. I'm coming home to say, thank you, daddy. The Lord, you have been good in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. It is very important for a parent, for a father or mother, when your children come home, you know, there was a time we used to come home to eat the food. How many of you have gone home to eat the food? Like, I'm, I'm hungry, I'm going home to eat. But then after a while, when you, when you grow up, you come home and say, hey, mommy, daddy, God has been good to me and I'm coming back to give. I'm coming back to really say, hey, here is a something 
that says God has been good. Whenever I meet my great my grandmother and my children meet their great grandmother, we always take a gift as a sign of where we have been, your prayers have kept us. Your prayers have kept us. Your prayers have protected me. An acknowledgement, and we're going to talk about this, an acknowledgement that I, I, am, I am where I am today. I'm, I'm in America today. I'm living the life I'm living today because someone else sacrificed to get me here. And I'm paying it forward to say that, hey, I've kept, I've kept the... I've kept the faith and everything you've given me, I have been responsible with. Are you understanding that daddy, the things you've done for me, I'm coming back to say, thank you. Thank you, daddy. Thank you, Lord. You've been good to me. It also shows, write this down. It shows a level of responsibility and humility. Responsibility and humility, responsibility and humility, that Lord, you've been good. Daddy, you've been good. Whenever I came back to Knoxville and my pastor was still in the land of the living here, uh, he's in heaven now, he, I always would come back to Knoxville and offer something just to say, you know, I've, I've, I know I'm out there, but I'm here just to say, like, I'm still thinking about you and thank you for the impact you made in my life. Whenever I go to Columbus to my now pastor, I always go with something and say, hey, it may not be much, but I want, I want to come with a gift. I'm not coming empty-handed. And that gift shows that where I have gone, the blessing still works where I have gone. Are you understanding the example that the blessing still works where I've gone and I acknowledge that I'm not where I am by myself? Church, it is important for us to come before the Lord with a gift. And this gift is very significant because it is a look back and saying, Lord, when I see my marriage, it may not have been perfect, but You've been good to me. When I see my, my life, I can truly say that, God, you've been good to me. You know, when I look back, so we're going to do a lot of reflecting, you know. We're going to do a lot of reflecting, like purely going back to the days where you are without Christ, the days you are bound on self-destruction and what God brought you out of. Are we, are we together? So we don't appear before the Lord empty-handed. Exodus 23, 15. If you appear before the Lord empty-handed, if you come for the party without something in your hands, it is evidence of selfishness. What you're telling God is, you are an unjust God. Nothing I have has been given to me by you. I got here by myself. And by the way, you should be thankful that I'm serving you. Like you should be, you should be the one thanking me. It's a very selfish approach. Selfish to appear before God empty-handed during the feasts. Very selfish. 
Acts chapter 4, verse 32, Acts 11, 27, 1 Corinthians 16, 1 to 3. Do you love the word of God? 2 Corinthians 8 to 9. When you appear before the Lord with a gift, an offering, it is an act of humility. 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 Next, the reason why it's an assembly is so that you can receive the blessing. 2 Corinthians 8, 9, 1 Corinthians 16, 1 and 2. Uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 1 to 3. Just 1 to 3. Okay. When you appear before the Lord, the assembly, it is to receive the blessing for the next year. For the next year. I am working on my sermons for next year and books and all those things. Uh, I've been working on them. And September is where God releases the blessing for next year. Us as a church, September is when we get into, begin thinking about strategic planning and planning heavily for the next year, September, October. So imagine if you missed to show up for your blessing. If you did not come for the blessing, the next year becomes a struggle. Oh, but pastor, God can bless me in my bedroom. He can. He can. But this one is a commanded, commanded feast. He says, show up. Show up where I've called you. The people who say God can bless me wherever I am are the same like the, like the five foolish virgins who think, oh, I could just go the way I am. No, this one, God has a specific way he wants it. Let me explain. When God was releasing the blessing in the days of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, what did Isaac say? He said, go prepare for me a meal. When Esau lost the blessing, Isaac said, prepare a meal. Prepare something for me to eat. So that when I eat, I can be happy. Come with a gift so I can be happy, so I can bless you. I'm going to teach you how the gift opens the heart of God. Do you know when you give someone a gift, it opens their heart to bless you even more? To bless you more and more. To bless you more and more. The, the, the gift opens up the heart. So people who say, oh, I don't have to do these uh, traditions or these these Old Testament things to be blessed, you've missed it. You've missed it. The, 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 the food that Isaac was asking about had nothing to do with Isaac. It was all a test of Jacob. It was all a test for Esau. So when God says, assemble, when God says, come, when God says, receive the blessing, it's not about him. It's about what he's about to release to us. The prophets of old were asked to bless the land. What did they say? They said, before I bless it, let us sing a song. Let us sing a psalm. Let us bring water. Jesus was going to bless the, the, the food and, and feed the 5,000. What did he ask for? He said, bring a sacrifice and bring it before the Lord. And when they brought it before the Lord, he prayed and blessed it. Are we together? The blessing is released 
when we obey, when we obey. The blessing also establishes our inheritance. Oh, church, I will teach you about this. It's so important. This blessing establishes your inheritance. Your inheritance. Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 6. Psalms 121, 1 to 8. And Matthew 6, 24 to 34. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to leave that there. We have 21 days together. So we can go step by step, isn't it? How many of you are ready for the party of the ages and the feast of a lifetime? Let's lift up our hands and thank the Lord that we are invited to the party. Thank you, Jesus. Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 6. Father, we thank you that we are your party guests in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, my Father, that you've chosen us to party with you in this season. We are your children. We are coming to the party. We are coming to the assembly. And may you be glorified in everything we do. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us. I truly believe you have been blessed. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to join Firebrand Nation, the movement, connect with us on social media at Firebrand Nation. Go to our website at www.firebrandnation.com. Remember, alone I'm a flame. Together we are a fire. Like, share, and distribute this so that others could be blessed. God bless you.